people talk about WWE Hell in a Cell, all things wrestling, Rich Swan, The Pope, all of that on tap, Raw. And now, if you're listening to the audio version, this is episode seven. You can download the audio version wherever you find all things audio. Uh, Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, we're on there as well uh, for your audio needs. And there's a lot to get into. Um, on a Monday here, this is the first time I believe I've done this on a Monday where it's uh, it uh, jam-packed on a Monday. Uh, with obviously various forms of great entertainment. Um, so, you know, just really trying to get the, the hang of it, uh, hang of this on the audio side here and, um, the video side, live streaming, uh, Monday will not be the permanent day. You know, we, we try to do this, um, you know, every Saturday or Sunday, Friday night, uh, and you can see where it kind of, um, uh, it's, it, it kind of goes all over the place. So thank you for your patience with that. If you're not so much a wrestling fan and you just popped in here, you're a casual wrestling fan, then I totally understand. I do other things here besides talk wrestling. Uh, we talk other sports, UFC, uh, NBA, uh, MLB. We talk everything under the sun, NFL. So you're welcome to please subscribe. And um, yeah, I put out... Uh, uh, last last week or so, it's been really busy with work, so it's kind of, um, content hasn't been up and running, but the content usually is, um, at least three videos per day, uh, based on the top news stories. So anyway, um, geez, where do you begin? Just a couple of thoughts from, uh, the pay-per-view, uh, last night, uh, in, 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 in no particular order, um. The pay-per-view, let's turn this off here, that way we can better listen to each other. The pay-per-view. First up, uh, they opened it up with uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso. Um, see, th this match, did it really... This match was... Uh, it's a great storytelling. Uh, great storytelling. Did it really need the sell? It was the first matchup, right out of the gate, and the match was a good, you know, good close to a good forty-five minutes. So that they really went into it. Now, did they need the full forty-five minutes? To do to accomplish what they needed to accomplish there, um, I don't think so. I think I think they could have done it in a shorter time frame. Uh, but considering that they weren't a lot of matches on the card per se, I think it's uh, it, it was fine, uh, fine them going. You know, a good forty-five minutes. Um, What I'll tell you too is um, 
would would this does the did this match even need a cage per se? Um, I don't even really think that it needed a, a cage, quite honestly. Um, it 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 this match was all about the storytelling. Now, you know, the match was brutal, don't get me wrong, but the reason why I say that they need this, uh, that they need the actual cage, no, because they really did not use the cage at all. Majority of what was being done was done outside of the cage, not in the cage. Let me rephrase that. The cage wasn't being used as a weapon. Okay. The stairs. The ring post. That was being used as a weapon. So in, in, in actuality. In essence. I don't think the match even really needed to be in a hell of a cell. But I get why they would use it. Uh, because. It's significant. It, the, the significance of it. Um, it's, listen, that it, some serious uh, shit's going to go down. This is a serious rivalry. Um, this is the only way to settle this is in a steel cage and an I quit match. A steel cage in a, in a I quit match. That's, you know, not part of the reason why I say that cage was, wasn't really necessary. Because you already had the I quit stipulation, I quit match stipulation. Now, be that, be that as it may, um, there really wasn't even, even all that much wrestling in it. It was all about the psychology, the storytelling. And it was good. And it was, and it was good. And just like in life, sometimes you hear... Or these situations where, and it played out in the ring, where, you know, they, they can't get to you. Uh, the person uh, perpetrating a crime cannot get to you. They try and they try to hurt you. And then they realize that they cannot physically, that you keep on coming, that you're resistant. And, um, like, that you don't try, that you want to, you, you, you know, you don't care, you don't want to stay down, you're going to keep on trying so you he cannot break your spirit. Roman Reigns wasn't able to break um, Jay Uso's spirit, but he broke Jay Uso's heart uh, when Jay Uso finally came to and he seen that his brother was being choked out, and. He, he said, I quit the Jay because he did not want to see his brother being hurt. Beautiful story, beautiful lesson being told. My only question in all of this set up this match um, was why didn't just Jimmy just, I don't know, kick, keep on kidding, kicking, kicking, uh, 
do like a like a punt to Roman Reigns' head, or get like a steel chair, or get a get a strap that they were using prior. Why was Jimmy in in such? Why was Jimmy not able to just do that real quick? That that I'm sure would have broken the hold that Roman Reigns had on his brother. Am I right, or like was was that too far fetched? Because he did came, he did come too. Or were we, were we supposed to believe that Jay Uso was that battered that he couldn't even stand up, couldn't even get any form of help uh, protection? I don't know. It just seemed like that that would have been the common thing for Jimmy uh, Jay to do is just get a chair or, or, or a strap and keep on attacking Roman until he finally let go of the hold. But now it will be interesting uh, interesting to see uh, where this uh, does go. Uh, where does this uh, go? I think you're going to have a scenario unfold um, where, you know, um, where Jimmy is kind of the uh, reluctant member of... Uh, the where those are both reluctant members... Of a of a rings army faction that is um, centered, or and um, you know, where Roman Reigns and where the Usos would be, uh, Roman Reigns's henchmen. So I could see that the next step uh, developing. I'm sure you gotta see that how that develops on uh, SmackDown. Next thought, next match that, uh, well, next thing that I wanted to talk about in the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Was the breakup of Otis and Tucker. Otis and Tucker break up. Um, and, and it's funny, they, and what, what develops after this is, um, you know, Tucker turns on Otis, causing Otis to lose his money in the bank contract. I don't know. Um, with Otis, it just seemed like uh, he was on such a momentum. Um, they take away Mandy from him. Now they take away the briefcase from him. Um... I, I think this was um, I don't know it's tough to say it to me it seems like they were going the WWE where they were going full steam ahead with a because um, I'm just trying to trying to see how this works here I like to sometimes just stand around and fling the microphone and uh, <laughs> just participate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so and, and I'm thinking to myself now, you know, um, yeah. I mean, Otis has lost Mandy. He's now lost the briefcase. It seems like the WWE was trying to go one place with him at one point, and then they decided to take a little. 
pull over to the rest stop. And now he just does not seem to be on any type of uh, momentum uh, at all. And, you know, <laughs> now there are many people that lost the briefcase and that, you know, have gone on to do uh, to greater heights. But um, this is a little bit of a different situation <laughs> where... Uh, the guy Otis was um, bribed out of a briefcase. I don't know, like he, you, you know, Otis and Tucker are on two different brands. So now you have Tucker turning his back on Otis, but they're on two separate brands. So what is? Are they going to feud with each other? You just did a draft, and you always go out of your way to say that the draft is very important. So, you know, what happens now? What happens now is, are they going to invoke the, um, the rule where, um, an athlete can, uh, come over, um, four times, uh, to each other's brand? I guess there, there was some type of, um, thing that they threw out there that, you know, it's part of the, the four, <laughs> four match or, you know, for uh, appearances on the opposite brand. Now, is that what they're going to do? Are they going to do a kind of a quick little feud there between Otis and Tucker? Um, even though they're on different brands? I, I guess. I mean, I could I could see that happen. Sure, why not? Um, and, you know, I, I worry about between Otis and Tucker... I probably tell you that I'm I'm worrying about uh, Tucker the mo Tucker the most. Um, he really all his identity is is being Otis's partner, and Otis was you know uh, had that Mandy Rose sto storyline, and he was being pushed pretty hard, pretty uh, quickly for a short time frame there, and you know Tucker he would always be in the forefront and. The only thing we know about Tucker is that he's Otis's uh, partner. So I wonder where this is going to lead for uh, for Tucker. And I hope it uh, leads for, for good things. And, and Tucker is not just um, uh, washed uh, away or, or forgotten about. Right? So I hope that is... Um, Definitely the case where they, um, you know, where they try to repackage him. Um, that way people know who Tucker is and not just know him as, um, and not just know him as, um, the partner or the former partner of, um, heavy machinery. So, uh, it was interesting in, in watching, uh, that and how that developed. And as soon as you've seen Tucker there, I don't know about you guys, I thought to myself, yep, uh, there, he's going to turn. <laughs> and, uh, that's, uh, what happened. Now, I want to take a short little break here, guys, to kind of, um, recharge, regroup. Do want to leave you with, um... At least the sound or the video if you want, uh, but at least the audio of a, um, audio of a, of a match.
or commentary um, or just a video, uh, a topic in general uh, that I went into on my uh, wrestling videos. And again, I, I, I talk about all things uh, wrestling, so please give this a, um, a like. It would really, really mean a lot to me, guys. And uh, let me pull out a uh, little... Uh, Old school, uh, smart chat, uh, WWE. They can serve as a little commercial break. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a short brief here. I can't find a clip, uh, but we'll take a short brief here. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find it here. Ain't that the thing? Whenever you need something, you can never easily find it. All right. Video clip at the time um, was HBK asked to return to the Royal Rumble. This is from four years ago. So I'll be right back, guys. Guests at that time being Chris Jericho. Ric Flair mentioned that Vince McMahon made a big money offer to Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. For the, to work the 30-man Royal Rumble. Now, this is just a rumor uh, coming from Ric Flair on his podcast. Uh, by the way, I thank you for watching, like, and subscribing to my channel. Gonna try to pump out some more wrestling videos like I did in the past. Because uh, at the end of the day, wrestling, wrestling, I love it. No matter how dull and boring it is, I still love it, man. Still gonna do all the other, all the other sports videos as well. But you know, just my thoughts on that. Personally, while I want him to honor his word and stay retired, but the part that that fanboy part of me, that fanboy part of me thinks, what if AJ Styles is in the Royal Rumble match? just makes me want to say fuck it Shawn Michaels AJ Styles dream match 10 years too late ah but it'll be a dream match if those two faced even at the Royal Rumble but then a part of me also says it's what a waste of HBK's talent that would be I'm sure the only point would be for him to help Triple H in that Royal Rumble match I don't think HBK will ever come out of retirement, honestly. But if he were to do it, oh, man, 
if it will be a WrestleMania match versus Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Ah, uh, uh, that fanboy right of me. That fanboy in me. But if that ever were to happen, he better show up in HBK gear and not no fucking cowboy boots, jeans, and a fucking t-shirt. But then at the end of the day, what it comes down to is you start using the talent right and you won't have to ask him to come back. There's plenty of good wrestlers there, especially at NXT. Utilize what you have and just do it right. Oh no, the Shawn Michaels. Though that little bit of fanboy wants to see it. But I know he's way past his prime and just way too old to be wrestling at this point. Until next time.
go back. Now we're back. Sorry for the little delay there. But we're back into um, and I do please ask that you subscribe. Just a couple of other things that I wanted to um, chat. So we, we had we heard about the uh, Otis and Roman Reigns from uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Do want to also, um, you know, um, Sasha Banks finally winning um, the mashup, um, defeating uh, Bailey, ending her reign, which is. Uh, something in itself, uh, something that should be taken as a good, uh, great accolade. Um, did they have the best matchup? Um, no, not really. Uh, I think they, you know, they, they tried, uh, but it wasn't. Um, the best match. Um, and, you know, even though I still think this feud continues, even though when you when you look at the circumstances, uh, you figure, you know, uh, a hell in a cell uh, would be the end of a feud. And um, I, I think they still have um, a ways to go. I don't think this is the end um, of these two facing each other. Speaking of not the end, um, Randy Orton wins the WWE Championship for a 14th time. 14th time. Hold on, guys. We'll be right back. A 14th time. Now, I think... Uh, this was needed. Um, I, I like I like I've been saying here for a couple of weeks. I think that where this is leading towards is, um, you know, Randy Orton keeping the title uh, and just uh, holding it until um, you're until you're ready to see. Um, until you're going to be re ready to see. Um, Edge, and I think where it's going to lead is uh, you're going to have, you know, Edge, remember, who came back but tore his uh, triceps. I, I think this is leading towards Edge. Um, Edge, Randy Orton, yell again, this time for all the marbles for a championship. And I think uh, you're going to see Edge with uh, the title one last, uh, one last time there. I think that's... Uh, definitely coming for Randy Warden and a lot of people listen are, are you know um, knocking Randy Orton you know um, he's not for everyone uh, his his style is uh, is very methodical very slow very methodical uh, pace Uh, but, you know, again, uh, you've seen the company coming with all these series of matches that they had. 
um, in, 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 you know, in these pay-per-views. Uh, so you, you've seen it coming. And I, and I, and I think, uh, you know, I, again, I think that's why it was done. I think, um, I think, um, that windmill is still located, windmill, <laughs> wait, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, something, uh, completely different. Uh, I just lost my train of thought there in that uh, brain fart, but yeah, um, again, um, it's a match where Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, I I don't think their feud is over. I I, I think it's still um, it's a lot to a uh, lot to be uh, told here. Um, you know, speaking of which, you know, uh, a match that I really didn't care for. Uh, you had Bobby Lashley. Defending his title um, against one of the members of uh, Retribution. Now, uh, I think Retribution is falling apart um, really quickly. I think they ruined, uh, for lack of a better word, I think they have already ruined uh, Retribution. That's right. I think they have already ruined Retribution or you know, since the since the raw uh, draft, uh, they they were embarrassed by uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, embarrassed by them. One guy uh, in 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 the fiend taking out, um, just wiping out the the whole everything. I just take one. I just took once, and he's already back in the in the, in the, in the, you know in the swing of things here. So it's going to be a interesting, interesting couple of months. Very interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> it's going to be interesting the next couple of months because they have to kind of, what could they do to salvage uh, Retribution? After being made to, made to look like a punk um, by, um, by uh, The Fiend, um, you know, they, they've been also going after uh, their hurt business. And they've been getting the, the short end of the stick, too. So I don't really know where this is going towards uh, retribution besides uh, simply looking like fools the last couple of weeks. And how are you able to take them seriously now at this point? Right? I mean, it, it's hard to take these guys seriously after they've just been basically been knocked around and... Uh, you know, made to look like, um, like bitches in the retribution. As soon as they got in, they've been getting, they've been, their crap has been knocked out of them. And it's just the 
whole weird situation. Them feuding against the Harpers is none of them are faces. Uh, it's just a weird situation. Weird, uh, weird pairing, weird matchup. Now, um, I'm giving you guys another video here. This is all found on Smart Chat. You could easily subscribe. It would mean a lot. Taking a quick little break here. Leo, Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley uh, pairing. Uh, I will have you guys take a listen to that. But again, the whole point of Retribution is it too little too late. They've been already made to look like complete <laughs> jobbers. And now how could anyone take this group uh, seriously? Or how could anyone even be afraid of them? And I think that's what the point was. We were supposed to be afraid of Retribution. Retribution lately, you know, has been more of a comedy act more than uh, anything. Here's Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Just to give my two cents here on this matter, can I please? Uh, and I want to talk about the, the new pairing, the new combination of Lilo Rush and um, Bobby Lashley. And I, and I think when I look at Lashley, uh, I think it's great to see him have a manager. Uh, Lashley, uh, my skills are not the best, but you know, then again, who has great mic, mic skills, right? Uh, currently. Uh, a handful of people. It's like the whole roster. Uh, so, this is a help, okay, where, you know, he doesn't have to worry about talking. All that he has to do is just look scary, intimidating, right? A la uh, Brock Lesnar. Now, um, would you maybe put in a different manager? I mean, then Lilo Rush, I mean, if you think about it, Lilo, uh, a manager's, majority of these managers are, are supposed to, like, talk crap, right? And uh, be a crap talker. Would you take a guy the size of Lilo Rush seriously? I mean, suspension of disbelief, right? Like, if this guy was walking up to you on the street, like, come on, who is this guy, kidding me? I mean, not taking anything away from him. Because if you've ever seen some of the matches that he has with Ricochet on the Indies, for example, wow, phenomenal guy. This guy could go. But uh, I don't know if I'm, like, you know, so excited about seeing Lilo Rush uh, as a manager. Now, he definitely, uh, he definitely um, could talk. Don't get me wrong, he definitely could talk. I mean, I kind of equate this to, like, Spud being the manager for uh, AOP. Uh, it just, you know, it, it, it just looks weird. He kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it, you, taking that um, duo, taking that relationship seriously, you can't find it, like, you can't uh, take it seriously all that much. But I think what this also does... Um, Lilo Rush and Spud being managers of their respective uh, clients there. It, it, what it does is I think they hope uh, that 
some eyeballs will kind of tune in to 205 uh, product, uh, bring it some uh, relevance. And plus, if you think about it, I, I'm not, you know, 100% sure of the schedule, but I don't think many uh, 205 guys, besides the 205 show, are actually being used. So if you're paying all these talents, uh, you know, a good, good chunk of coin there, why not utilize them? So, he could definitely do the mic work from what you hear him of him but do you take him as serious as a guy like Paul Heyman you know now listen Paul Heyman at the end of the day is a, is a coward still in storyline but he just looks more bigger and more intimidating you know where if you are a regular dude you might think about you know Paul Heyman could probably knock me out could be close here but smaller guys like Lionel Rush and Spud, in storyline, do you really take them seriously? I mean, in suspension of disbelief, do you really take them seriously? I don't. But uh, I, I see what it does as far as uh, it doesn't have to take the focus of the uh, mic off of uh, Lashley's hand. I hope all is well. Look forward to speaking to you very, very soon. All right, all right, all right. We can move on uh, from how on a sell pay-per-view here. Um, that's a portion of 40-minute mark. I, I think I, I think this is a, a very fair statement to make. And uh, I could... The pay-per-views uh, have been generally the last couple of pay-per-views WWE has had. Uh, they've been good pay-per-views. Um, I've enjoyed them. Um, this um, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, uh, if I'm giving it a, a grade or a rating... I, I I think this is about this was about a seven. Um, you know, uh, it, it was um, you know the Jay Uso um, Roman Reigns. Um, it kept it kept me uh, in it. Do I think the, that we needed a full forty five minutes? Probably not. Uh, but you know that that kept me in it. Uh, it was a good storytelling. Um, you know, it, it was a, it, it was a good pay-per-view. Uh, it was a good pay-per-view. Um, you know, another thing just to, uh, kind of, uh, jump back in there too. Um, Drew McIntyre, um, you know, he was the COVID champion. Um, he had the, the title for. A good while, uh, a good while. Um, did he have any memorable feuds? The only really feud memorable, only substantial feud that he had was against um, Randy Orton. 
And uh, you could even, like, uh, argue what was, you know, having all these matches against him. <laughs> Why, you know, what would uh, Drew McIntyre continue to, in storyline, just put up the championship? He could have been like, you know, Randy Warden, who's, you know, uh, this guy again challenging for the championship. I already defeated him a couple of times. Why is this guy looking for a, a, another uh, title opportunity uh, so you know you, you kind of um, have to use your your suspension of disbelief as to why one man would get so many title opportunities but you know he drew McIntyre listen um, his major feud really was against Randy Orton which he lost but he had other uh, other knights or other opponents that he was able to um, the destroy and, and destroy uh, pretty damn well. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it, it, it is uh, what it is. It is what it is. But he, uh, he, you know, his reign wasn't where it was um, forgettable. Uh, it just kind of, I think, will be remembered. You and we will never know, really. You know how over, how over, if at all, Drew McIntyre was really, how how over he would have been as far as um, a WWE champion if there was a crowd. I know you're going to tell me, well, we have Thunderdome now. That's, you know, that 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 that's uh, different. That's really not a crowd. And, you know, come to, you know, as you see as well, uh, the, the, the noise is pumped in. So it's a different era. But at the end of the day, I, I think Drew McIntyre could have, um, could uh, hold his head up high and, and say that he had a he had a good ring. I think he had a very good ring. Now going into Raw today, again I'm liking what they're doing with Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has been, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, she's had some concussions, so having her uh, do this this pairing with. Um, um, and you still have to let it, uh, have to have some time to develop to see how this plays out. But the pairing with Bray Wyatt, uh, it, it's odd and, um, I like it. <laughs> I was shocked to hear and <laughs> remember, um, that, and I, and I think <laughs> Uh, this might potentially look bad, and I hope, I hope, I hope uh, it does not come back where they have to do this because it just uh, kind of, I don't know, kills the, the credibility of the storyline, like kind of, now I know, listen, um, it's the year 2020, and um, Printers and fax machines are all um, archaic, and uh, who has them? 
but um, you know, um, I was going somewhere with this. Where was I going with this? Ah, yes, I mean, you would, you know, never know how over uh, Drew McIntyre really was. Uh, but it, it's a championship that he could still um, hang his head on. Uh, route, you know, be, be proud of what he accomplished. Speaking of, speaking of it being a different era, um, different time and place, you know, Rich Swan uh, did become the NWA, not the NWA, but the TNA. Uh, world's heavyweight championship. I mean, listen, considering what Rich Swan was here uh, when he was in the WWE, you're, uh, and even, he, you know, he was here for a short time, you're just truly stunned. I am that Rich Swan is the world's heavyweight champion. Does he strike me when you look at him as being a world's heavyweight champion? No, and that that's uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, again, some of the greatest talents in the world necessarily did not have a strap like your Intercontinental title uh, back in the day. They would just fight. Um, until, you know, uh, eventually they'll get a title shot or title opportunity the right way. Not where, you know, nowadays where whoever returns gets a title shot, uh, right away. Uh, just, that just not, uh, just happen that way. Uh, but listen, uh, TNA, uh, they're trying something different. Um, trying to get attention because that's what you need. You need attention. Um, you need attention. So, you know, he is outside with supervision because it's just been so bad uh, lately here. Um, you know, with the weather. So, just you know, thought I'd throw that in there. Um, you know, but it's a different era. Okay, so he it's a, it's a COVID era. Swan is your heavyweight champion. I mean, why not? I guess, you know, let let them try um, something different. You know, to kind of uh, put all their eggs in a basket with uh, Tessa, and then she just kind of uh, disappears. So. Why not, Rich Swan? Is what I have to say. You know, why not? Give it, give it a, a shot. See what happens. See what happens. Hold on one second, guys.
so <laughs> I was talking about Alexa Bliss. Uh, I like what she's doing, and I got sidetracked there, and I completely missed telling uh, the rest of the point. I like what they're doing with Alexa Bliss and the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, they're they're taking their time with it and developing it. Um, and it's giving Alexa Bliss um, a a way that way she's on TV and she does not have to be constantly wrestling because you know of uh, you know. The concussion history that she's had so this is giving her um, an opportunity to be in the ring but not on a weekly uh, basis which I think is exactly uh, what she needs and that's that that's fine and there's nothing uh, wrong with that um, you know one thing that I do have a problem with uh, in closing <laughs> As we uh, close this episode here of uh, Clean Pin, um, is is the Pope being new uh, TV champion? I believe it was uh, TV champion that he became. The Pope, listen, yes, that Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, if you remember him from WWE days. Uh, this is what I don't understand, and you know, um, WWE and a, oh, even a, even AEW has said that they want to be different, that they're gonna be different. But yet, you know, these poor people, um, just just can't do it. So they figure that the the you know. This situation is only going to get worse and not better. And with that being said, people are home, and you have a, a video where Alexa Bliss is saying uh, that she gave arsenic in a tomato in a soup, <laughs> and you know they're insinuating they're eluding uh, death. Which is amazing that they are doing that. Uh, but listen, uh, it's a good thing uh, she's keeping herself occupied and and uh, on TV. So that's it, guys. Uh, another uh, edition of clean pen I hope you enjoyed it um, oh two things uh, well two things here uh, and I'm just all over the place here I need to <laughs> I need to have my notes um, Where we go? Oh, Pope. Pope is one I wanted to get into. Pope, who's. I'm a big fan of the NWA. You know, right? Pope the Angel and Euro. And it's, I got sidetracked again before with that. Uh, he hasn't wrestled in a very long time. 
Yeah. The Pope, not wrestling for a very long time, all of a sudden, comes back, puts on his wrestling gear, wins a championship of the NWA. Does not make um, any sense to me. What another fun edition of Clean Pin, guys. I hope all is well. Uh, definitely uh, check out the uh, audio of this uh, podcast. And thank you for bearing with me as I'm ready to go up and running off the glass. So, hope all is well, guys. And uh, I look to speaking to you guys very, very soon. Mahalo.